I've been quiet for a week now, but you wouldn't know because I think that's the best part about stashing um content. You know, you can you you can make content a lot of content in one day and then there's other days or or even weeks and I hope we never get to months where you know you are doing nothing. So I have been quiet for about a week now. Um I I think there was, well, I don't know what I think, but it was a little bit intimidating for the first time to put out a YouTube video. Uh, this is not on my YouTube channel. This is something totally different um, for work. Um, it was sort of more like a presentation, but it had to be put out on YouTube. And I've always, you know, shied away from YouTube because I think I might have mentioned before that I, 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 I get terrified of, oh God, what are people going to say? And, and, you know, if you remember my very first podcast, this is what I told you that Ali Abdallah was talking about. And, and he was saying, you know, you, you worry about what will family say, what will friends say, what will trolls say. And, and it's a moot point. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to say moot point like Joey does in one of the Friends episodes. But um, no. So um, I decided today. By the way, I've only ever listened to two podcasts, uh, Legally Clueless, and I hope Adele uh, doesn't get miffed at this, but then um, she, the, I, I don't even remember which one I listened to, but she was quite giggly in it, and, and, and I remember saying, oh God, um, I, I, I know I can't be like that, I know I can get really, <laughs> you know, and things like that, and I was like, I don't want to do that. And then I, I listened to Ben Psycho and he, I find, um, is very easy to listen to. And even when you watch him, I think he, he speaks so naturally. And I'm like, mm, you know, this guy is like, he, he does this so effortlessly. Um, yeah, so those are the only two podcasts I've ever listened to. Um, and so today, Legally Clueless came up. Um, I was watching some YouTube videos and it came up on my screen. And she was interviewing um, Shefa Kore. And Shefa, of course, in this episode, she's talking about bad meat when she was in school and then about um, issues with sanitary towels um, in the recent past, uh, which became a very big movement, apparently, also on Twitter. I must have totally missed that out. But then I, I, I remember, you know, a few mentions about that some time back, about her certain brand, um, a lot of ladies were having trouble with uh, the sanitary towels. And, and you know, the, the funny thing, the YouTube video that I just alluded to that I had to make um, last weekend, it was focusing on um, well, period poverty, I would say. And, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not going, I'm not going to go into that because I don't have a movement around that. Whatever it is that I'm doing around that is, you know, really private. So um, I will not talk about it. But then she, you know, brought that to my attention and and you know overall i thought to myself oh this was really nice listening um and it it was uh yes it was a video it was not a podcast and we came to the end of it and and basically what she was saying is the way we've been given a voice for a reason um and it, it's it's it brings me back all the time to where it is i'm trying to go with this thing that we do have a voice every one of us actually and you know we can't all be activists by the way uh, we can't all talk about issues to do with girls. Uh, we can't all talk about issues to do with, um, I don't know, childhood diseases or uh, lifestyle choices and, you know, 
health and um, well-being and I don't know, there's so many different things that people can talk about. But you, if you're getting my point, my point is that um, as you're trying to do your thing, people say um, very generic stuff like find your niche. I don't even think it's about that because I, I never came on here thinking, um, oh, this is my niche, I have found it and this is what I want to talk about. No. It's been a lot of finding out the things that are important to me, the issues that, you know, I think to myself, I need to address this. Um, sometimes just venting, by the way, because there's days that I think to myself, I, I, I didn't get on here to say anything specific. But then as I start talking, I realize I have all of this pent up stuff. I have this frustration. I have this issue. And talking about it is so therapeutic because, um, again, counseling is all that it is is that you're able to talk to somebody and get things off your chest uh but then for me now i i no longer have to go to counseling i i mentioned i did once have to go into uh bereavement counseling but the fact that i no longer need it and i cannot go on having it anyway indefinitely even if i felt that i needed it i know being the introvert that i am i spend a lot of time by myself um sometimes I'll go a whole weekend even without actually speaking to somebody else. And it doesn't change the fact that I have things that are going on in my life that, you know, I'm bottling up and I think to myself, no, I need to, I need to um, just talk to somebody. So sometimes when you're calling your friends or when you're calling, I don't know, whoever it is that you're ringing, it's, 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 it's just, you know, the same thing that you need that release. You need to speak out whatever is in your heart. Um, I, I, I just watched a little clip. Um, I think it was Jalango and Kamene. And they were talking about the way, uh, drunk dialing should be, should never, you know, should be a no go zone. It should never happen. It, you know, like we say, it should be like a, a never event. Um, and, and Jalango was, uh, sort of, you know, he had, he had on the voice of a drunk guy and he had drunk dialed Kamene and he was trying to, you know, tell her how much he loves her. And, you know, he had to, you know, say what, what it was that was, and, and the thing is, you don't have to go to that extent because I know I've been there sometimes where you're like, I have something that I needed to say, maybe because you didn't get closure in uh, a relationship or, or um, somebody is not behaving nicely, like, you know, like they are not communicating in the way that you would want them to. And you don't have to wait until the point where you're drunk and you go into drunk dialing or where you're so upset that you start yelling at them. Um, and they'll be wondering, where is this person coming from? Because what you are going through is something that maybe they're not privy to. And they have no idea um, that you're thinking about them or that you're worried about them or that you miss them or that you still love them or whatever it is. So I, I, I'm advocating really for healthier ways to look for um, outlets, you know. Um, I was talking to my cousin. I did say to her after one of our older relatives lost her husband and you know I, I mentioned to her you know her husband was always like her default um friend so she's really having a hard time with coping with this and I still want so badly to find an outlet for older ladies and this has got to be an outlet that has nothing to do with you having 
um, funds um, that has nothing to do with you needing to utilize money to socialize. Um, but just gives that outlet, um, whether it's verbal or physical. And when I say physical, I mean that, you know, when sometimes you go to a club and you really get down, um, like, you know, you're dancing and, you know, that has that same level of release, I would say. Um, or the same way you go to a gym. And you have a really strong workout and you come out of there feeling, you know, with all your endorphins running and you're on top of the world. And I think that would be something that would be very important, especially for older people who are widowed, um, you know, both widows and widowers, that they would be able to find an outlet. Because you have to remember these are people who maybe um, are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and they are not even accustomed to any sort of physical activity. And because they do not know that there's a benefit that comes out of um, expending that energy because they've not done that for, what, 20, 30, maybe even 40 years, they've forgotten and their bodies are not even in the space to be able to take on any sort of uh, strenuous physical activity anyway. But there needs to be found um, a way and I, I actually sometime, it was quite some time back, maybe a year or two ago, I remember watching this video where there was this group of elderly people who are, you know, I think I'd say like in a social hall. Um, so of course not in a club, but then they had music going and it wasn't really upbeat or anything, but it was the kind of thing that they could move to or if you couldn't really move, you could step to or if you couldn't really move, you know, even take steps, you could just sort of sway to. And I thought, oh, this is, this is, you know, something that would be nice. Because when you go to a place like that, you don't have to spend money on food. You don't have to spend money on alcohol. Um, you don't have to spend money to get in. Um, and, and you're with people that are sort of in your age group. But then, of course, you also need to be cognizant of the fact that predators exist in all spheres of life. So it's a place that I would want... Um, that if, for instance, we had widows especially, um, or just people that have been made single by life through whatever circumstances, be it divorce or abandonment or whatever, that they can come to a space like that and just, you know, know that they, they are safe to talk to others. Um, they're safe to expend some level of energy. Um, they're safe to also, you know, just mentally uh, be able to put things on the table and walk away from those sorts of um, shindigs, <laughs> if I can call them that, um, you know, just a little bit better. Not having spent your whole Saturday in the house, for instance, mourning your existence and how lonely you are and being killed by memories because, my God, uh, even with my experience, I realized that this memories can literally kill you. You know, you're there wondering, why me? How did this happen? What could have been done differently? And it's not helpful. It might, it might, you know, be necessary, I guess, especially in the beginning stages of uh, bereavement, but in the long run, you, you, you're just living in the past and, and you're not living the life that you should be living. So if I was to give myself as an example, I've come to realize, um, I think, well, on one of the radio stations, I know that they've got like Soul Sunday. 
and I'm a lover of soul. I mean, I, I, I must have mentioned I love going to Gong Hills Hotel because, you know, it's soul all the time. Um, and so when I discovered that this station does that on um, Sunday afternoons into the evening, I was like, okay. So now what I make, what I make an effort to do is um, around four or five in the evening on Sundays, I go upstairs where I can be by myself in my bedroom. I have no problem dancing in front of my offspring, by the way. But, you know, the, the, those Sunday evenings, usually I say that's 100% my time. I don't want uh, any interruptions. And, you know, I've done everything that I need to do for the day. It's my final wind down before we have to go into a new week. And I've just learned to let myself go, like, you know, dance. Um, whether I, I'm able to even work up, work myself into a sweat or not, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, be happy in that. Because when I do that and you're moving your body in that way and there's good music going on at the same time, it just takes such a load off of you. And, and I've begun to realize, well, to be honest, I probably only realized today that this gives me, the, on the Sundays that I do it, it actually gives me a better... Um, outlook on the week that's coming up because now I'm not going to bed on a Sunday evening feeling stressed out about the fact that tomorrow is Monday morning but I'm actually um, you know feeling happy feeling mellow feeling um, that you know the world is not such a horrible (laughs) ugly place or whatever and this is in the absence of you know intoxication this is in the absence of uh, socialization this is in the absence of um, spending money, um, you know, and, and that works a treat for me. Um, cause we, we had this conversation as well, uh, probably about an hour or so ago with my sister. And I was saying to her, you know, we need to find ways to manage our stress, our stress and our stresses, uh, because we, we cannot keep on going back to, oh, I've got a headache. I have to take paracetamol or I'm feeling a little bit stressed. I have to have a glass of wine or I'm lonely, so I need to find a way to get out. I need to look for someone that we can go hang out with. Those things have their place. Uh, I'm not refuting that fact. But at the end of the day, I can't have a glass of wine every single evening. I can't get someone to hang out with every single Saturday and Sunday. Um, I can't take paracetamol for every little niggle or a headache or whatever pain that I have in my body. It doesn't work that way. Um, it just breeds other things that may be a, a topic of discussion for another day. So I am glad that I am there and to have been able to discuss it with my sister as well and to reach an agreement that, yes, indeed, this is something we should be actively um, looking out for. And, and you know, even just calling her to tell her that. I mean, for me, that's also, you know, a good form of release. And of course, I know that maybe it's not for everybody that they'd be able to call their sister that they, you know, have a great relationship with to be able to share such things. But what I'm saying is look for what works for you. And I wish you the best in the week that's coming up ahead.